Hello, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Unstoppable Rise, a resource that helps motivated individuals press on towards the mark of self-actualization using a combination of old school wisdom and new breed tactics to achieve this end. My name is Sim, and today in this episode, we're going to be talking about congruence. So, before we get into any nitty-gritty, it's probably important to understand what congruence is. And congruence is actually a term in psychology. It's also a term in mathematics. But in this context, the term in psychology uh, turned by this guy named Carl Rogers. And he was one of the forefront of thinkers of human, humanistic psychology and the predecessor of modern positive psychology. So if you've heard of a man named Martin Seligman or any of his uh, contemporaries who deal in the positive psychology field and deal with anything relating to human potential and human development, this guy was one of the grandfathers of that type of thinking along with someone like Abraham Maslow who came up with the idea of self-actualization in a psychological context. So Carl Rogers, he was the forefront on the forefront of this psychological inquiry. And he came up with the term congruence, which is who we who we are, our self-image is consistent or as consistent as possible with our with who we want to be our self ideal so self image overlapping with self ideal the more that overlaps and the more that aligns together in one direction or philosophically or psychologically or whatever the better you're going to feel and the more congruence you're going to have in a certain direction towards a certain mark towards a certain goal. So in order to achieve our highest thriving, self-ideal and self-image must overlap in a big, big way. So if you have the self-image of someone who doesn't achieve things, someone who is a loser, someone who's a slacker, and that's how you view yourself, and but you have this self-ideal of someone who's killing it in life, someone who's going after what they want, someone who's achieving all these things day by day, you're going to feel a lack. You're going to feel this gap. And this emotional gap is caused by a lack of congruence. And it's going to make it very hard to achieve that ideal because you feel you can't live up to that. And I'm going to mention types of ideals later. So here's going to be the main sticking point, the main selling point of this whole topic of congruence. Why do you need to know about this? Why is knowing about this important? So in from my perspective and what I have seen and what I've read and what I've internalized is that it's pretty impossible to achieve any type of long-term success or achievement or fulfillment without congruence. It's very hard to establish any type of reasonable gains in any area unless you're 
congruent in that area with your self-ideal and your self-image. And the best analogy I can think of it as is like building a house, but you don't have a cornerstone. And it just doesn't work like that. You can't build a house without any foundation because the house is not going to last very long. So this getting or marching towards pushing your self-image and self-ideal is how you start to build congruence in different areas of your life. And eventually you'll get to a meta congruence where your entire lifestyle is one of your self-image and your self-ideal overlapping. So from the perspective of achievement and goals and how I look at it is congruence is when you have multiple portions of yourself all lining up in the same direction. I like to think of it as a direction instead of it being like a Venn diagram. The traditional structure of congruence is a Venn diagram, uh, but I like to think of it in terms of a direction because it just gives a more uh, readily accessible visual element to that, especially when you're thinking about it from your mind's eye. So think of uh, driving a car. If you're going to a different city or a different state, you want to be obviously going in the direction of that city or and that state or else you're not you're not going to get there right so that's what congruence is pushing everything towards the objective towards the mark towards the target and i've mentioned this before but as a human you're a mechanism of different parts obviously physically you have your circulatory system, your respiratory system, your digestive system, your nervous system, all of these different systems that make up who you are as a physical person, as a physical being. But when it comes to psychological aspects, you're also made up of different parts. And for these, I want you to think in terms of triads, because anything in groups of three are really stable and very powerful. And you'll see triads appear in a lot of the different religious religious uh, myths and stories of the world. You'll see triads appear in science. You'll see triads appear in different aspects of life, if you pay attention. And they're everywhere because, uh, obviously, each one cancels each one out and each one balance each, balances each other out. So triads and triads in this context is you can think of body brain and mind uh thought word and action and conscious subconscious and superconscious. so those are uh, some examples of triads when we're talking about congruence and i mentioned getting all of these to line up in one direction because it's going to prevent wasted effort, wasted time, and it's going to funnel the most power and achievement towards a certain goal. So you're going to have different parts of yourself that don't align with what you want to achieve. So an easy example, very easy, is going to the gym after work or going to the gym in general. A lot of people uh, struggle with this. And it's really because their self-image and their self-ideal is not consistent. So 
the more your self-image is aligned with your self-ideal, the self-image of you have of someone who goes or doesn't go to the gym, the easier it's going to be to actually go to the gym and achieve that self-ideal of being ripped, of being shredded, whatever, right? So your self-image, um, there's going to be times where you're going to feel more of a pull not to go to the gym and that's perfectly all right everyone feels that way uh i feel that way i'm pretty sure arnold schwarzenegger has felt that way many other bodybuilders and athletes and people who are in sports don't want to do a workout that day but they can just internalize the mindset and you can internalize the mindset of your self-image that I'm just not a person who misses workouts. That's it. I'm, I, I'm just not a person who misses workouts. And it's pretty hard to argue with that. Uh, it, very, it leaves very little room for argumentation when you just say that statement. Or if you say any statement, that's, that's just not the type of person I am. So another example in terms of this would be quitting a bad habit. So if you're eating bad food or if you're doing drugs... You can just say to yourself that, okay, that's just not the type of person I am. And that's, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, your, the different parts of your, uh, other parts of your triad may not necessarily agree, but I found that, um, since there is an interplay with these three different parts, if you can get two of these going in one direction, then the third one will usually follow on a lag measure or right away. So let's say, for example, um, to give a more extreme example, let's say you're uh, getting off of drugs and you're going to rehab. You go to rehab, you come out of rehab, and a lot of people who go to rehab, they end up relapsing. Why? Because they're they're just not congruent. That's That's just what it is. So in this case, when it comes to drugs, Obviously, there's a lot of different other factors, but the main thing we're looking at is body, brain, and mind. And people confuse the brain and mind to be the same thing, but they're not. Mind is just pure consciousness, and the brain is just the physical part of your brain with all of its different neural connections and um, different portions of the brain. But mind is just consciousness acting on... Mind is pretty much described as consciousness acting on physical tissue to produce an observable effect. So every portion of your body has its own quote unquote mind. And that goes way deeper and way beyond the discussion of congruence. But I just want to put that uh, on your radar so you understand what I mean when I'm talking about mind. So when you're quitting an addiction or quitting some sort of bad habit, you're going to have these three different interplays, body, brain, and mind. And let's say you quit the substance, your body, brain, and even your mind goes into withdrawal, but you push through it and you just push through the withdrawal period. Eventually your body comes to homeostasis, your brain comes to homeostasis, which is achieving a set point without the substance or behavior. And then your mind is still saying, you know, uh, I'm not on board with this stuff. You know, I sort of want to go back. I'm feeling a pull to go back. But then neuro neurologically and physiologically, you know, your 
body and your brain doesn't look like that of an addict. So if you keep resisting your mind uh, and what it's telling you, saying that this is part of your self-image, you need this, you resist that, then eventually the mind will just say, okay, well, I guess this is the type of person we are. I guess we are the type of person who is clean from this. And eventually you'll achieve congruence with your self-image and yourself, you'll find yourself progressing towards your self-ideal very, very quickly of someone who is clean from this drug or this behavior and you're able to live your life more peacefully because all the different portions and parts of you are aligned. So that all sounds great. That sounds awesome. And you may be thinking, where do we start? Well, if you're trying to be congruent, you need a target or a goal to aim at. It's impossible to be congruent unless you have some sort of thing you're pressing towards. So um, you need something to direct all your juice towards. And the bigger the goal really, the more congruent you need to be because the more it'll take out of you. And there will be goals that will have to be, that will only be achieved if you have some type of lifestyle shift. It's impossible to achieve it unless your lifestyle shifts in some way and that creates more congruence. So the one thing you have to ask yourself is, what do I want? What what I want out of life? What do I want to achieve? Most people don't know that. And that scares a lot of people because they have to actually clear ambiguity from their life and really ask themselves hard questions. And am I willing to press in this direction with a chance of failure? And some people are not ready for that. So they'll just say, well, I can do everything or I can do, yeah, I can do everything. So I won't do a certain thing. But we all know, or most people know, that if you do, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. So that's why you need targets. That's why you need goals. Or else because you're just going to disperse your energy and disperse your focus. So lack of focus is a major block to congruence. And going with that lack of focus... Um, I find that it is so easy to have this lack of focus because obviously in our 21st century modern day society, there's distractions everywhere. And some of these distractions are obviously your phone, social media, TV, video games. And it's very easy to live this lifestyle where you're just living for pleasure, 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 stimulation, 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 but you're not actually achieving anything of real value, real fulfillment, and you're not actually being the person you want to be deep down inside. And I think we have a large buffet of it that it's possible to never get psychologically, neurochemically, and spiritually hungry enough that we're really forced to get our shit straight and be congruent in terms of asking ourselves, what what do I really want? And you're just able to do busy work for a majority of your life, but you're not actually achieving anything. So that's that's really a problem because if you don't know where you're going, obviously any road will take you there. And I used the car analogy earlier because of 
the fact that any road will just take you to any destination. If you just drive, you'll, you can drive anywhere. Um, but that doesn't mean you'll reach your destination. So the first step really to being congruent is to really clear out the fog and clear the lane. And you really need to list out your main distractions and you start cutting those out uh, systematically bit by bit. And you can't do this all at once, but it can it can happen and you can get to a point where you're just able to have this sort of clarity around things. And I experienced this myself when I started to uh, cut out a lot of the noise surrounding my life many years ago. I started this process many years ago. And I started to cut out certain people, uh, started to, I stopped, uh, well, I wasn't playing video games that much. Um, but it got to a point where I was just like, you know, this is uh, a waste of time. And even though I was playing only an hour or two hours a day, I had some things that I want to achieve and want to accomplish that would not be congruent with someone who plays video games for even a decent amount of time. So I got rid of those. Um, I stopped using social media largely. Uh, it Obviously, social media is a huge time sink, and that's time you're not going to get back. So I cut out social media. And then I just experienced this clarion uh, type of clarity where it was like a bell in the distance. And it was just fantastic because a lot of people just find that they're lacking this peace and really groundedness in terms of what they're doing and what they want to achieve. And when you start to unplug from all that noise, social media, news, gossip, TV, um, all this external input, you'll find that you, the true you, and what you truly want to achieve really starts to come back to the forefront. So that's great. And the second part of this is just developing this willpower to just push and achieve metrics and benchmarks every day and every week. So you should be striving to get better every day than who you were yesterday. Maybe it... and change, massive change is not going to happen all at once. It's going to be segmented and it's going to be sequential. And sometimes you may even regress a little bit, but just having the mentality of always getting better, always practicing. And the author Thomas Sterner talks about this in his book, The Practicing Mind, where he really takes the the methodology and the psychology and mindset of practice to everyday life. So you think of it as you're always practicing something, you're always striving to get better and bringing this practicing mindset to everything you do, you start to look at everything you do as practice for some activity. So if you're involved in bad or good habits, you should think of it as those bad or good habits are leading you to some type of end destination. And that end destination will lead you to another end destination. 
And every cause has an effect, which becomes a cause itself. And I've talked about this before. So when you start to look at all the pieces of your life as practice, you start to really focus on getting the little things right so you can get the big things right down the line. And you start to have this craftsmanship mindset where you focus on quality of everything you do. And instead of just acting mindlessly, you start to act mindfully and you start to uh, really be more self-aware. So mindfulness meditation is getting big these days. And I would argue that you shouldn't only be mindful just when you're meditating. You should be mindful as much as possible because it creates self-awareness throughout your day. And the more you're able to bring the self-awareness to all of these different activities, the more conscientious you'll be able to be. And the more you'll be able to live a life where you're actually being proactive instead of reactive, because it's very, very easy to be reactive. If somebody calls you a name, somebody makes fun of you, somebody cuts you off in traffic, somebody says something online, whatever, it's very easy to just react and explode and for that reaction to get a to get a uh, response out of you and taking energy and attention from you, which are obviously valuable resources. Attention is a very valuable resource. So when you start to act with uh, self-awareness, you start to decide whether you're going to be uh, very liberal for your attention and more conservative of your attention in certain areas that really don't mean anything. And that's how you direct your mental forces towards a goal or towards congruence. You'll just say to yourself, this is not worth the attention or energy that I'm giving it. So I'm going to withdraw my attention and energy from this and direct it towards the things that do matter to me, the things that will make an impact in my life. And that's how you become more congruent in certain areas, especially in the areas of relationships and interpersonal relationships with other humans. So that's one part of congruence. And the final part of congruence is to really have, I'd say, things in writing or things written down in some format, whether it be typed or in a picture format, just to always remind you and keep your goals top of mind. And you can do this by writing out your goals. Um, you can do this by typing out your goals. You can do this by a vision board, which some people like doing. You can do this by whatever. But it will always remind you to marshal your resources, even when you're feeling tired, even when you're feeling fatigued, even when you're feeling like you don't want to do it. It will remind you of what you're fighting for. And it will remind you that it's within reach if you keep stepping in a certain way. So to end off on this, the last thing I would say is that goals, achievements, whatever, uh, success, it's not a guarantee. You are more likely to fail than you are to achieve success, especially if you don't have some sort of plan or some sort of structure around it. So I would say you're better off erring on the side of being purposeful because 
you may achieve your goals and success uh, by being lazy, irresponsible, whatever. You may achieve it by some stroke of luck, but um, the chances of you not achieving it are so high that they're not even worth mentioning. And some guy on Quora, uh, this the reason I bring this up is because some guy on Quora uh, this week, uh, he was talking about um, some survivorship bias when it comes to success or whatever. But the thing I said, the thing I responded with is, it's not even really about survivorship bias. It's about uh, just knowing that you're more likely to succeed by being purposeful and being self-aware than otherwise, because you may get lucky and hit the jackpot, but the chances of you not doing that are so high that it's not even worth mentioning. It's very laughable uh, to think that you're just going to get lucky if you don't practice or if you don't purposely aim for something uh and <laughs> charlie munger uh warren buffett's uh right hand man said that the world the universe is not crazy enough to reward un un um i can't even remember the exact quote but he said the universe is not crazy enough to reward uh undeserving people or something like that but that's pretty much in line with what I'm trying to get at, that you need to have as much purposeful attention pressing towards a direction, towards a goal, uh, if you want to achieve it. And that's pretty much, that's pretty much everything that can be summed up. Uh, everything in the last 25 minutes can be summed up in that one statement. So that's about it for this one. So yeah, that's it for this one. And... Until next time, uh, I hope you are able to use congruence in some way in your life and think about really what you're trying to accomplish and achieve. And until next time, adieu.